Hello. <laughs> uh, as you heard, my name is Timothy Bush. Uh, I currently study at the College of Mid-America Nazarene University. Pretty legit. It's in Kansas. You should visit there sometime. I love it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so before we get started, I wanted you to watch this little clip, and uh, it'll go over what we're uh, talking about today. So cool. It loops. You can watch it again. So I don't know if you can tell, today we're talking about distractions. Things in our lives that, yeah, things in our lives that distract us. Now, before we move on, just sh shout out some distractions you think of off the top of your head. Just shout them out. Perfect. Great. <laughs> well, I, I brought some distractions. Uh, I thought of some distractions that we have nowadays in this modern age. Uh, first one is the phone. Should be up there, Mark. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so we're distracted by our phones a lot. Uh, whether be texting people while walking. It could also be social media. It could be alerts that we don't know about. It's just constantly people are on their phones. There are times where I go to St. Louis Bread Co. and I'm looking across the entire restaurant and I see two people sitting across the table and they're just texting on their phones. Now it's not that bad of a thing. At least they're out and being like somewhat social and they're enjoying their time together. But it's still just weird to look at to see two people sitting at their phone like this not looking at each other. Uh, second distraction I thought of was uh, doing anything while driving. Uh, <laughs> so this guy, this guy's munching on some Doritos. Uh, <laughs> uh, the craziest thing I've seen before is someone tuning their guitar while driving. 
like, <laughs> why, why are you in such a hurry that you can't tune your guitar once you're done driving? It was the craziest thing. Uh, this one's for the kiddos uh, and me, because I suffer with this as well. Video games. Playing video games, man, it is crazy. You, you get sucked up in this new world. You try to distract yourself from the current things you got going on, maybe bills from all the skins that you've been buying on Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> but you distract yourself from that because video games pull you into a new world. It, it takes you away from this place. Uh, and then the final distraction, which is the big one, uh, it's money. Boom. Uh-oh. Ooh. Money. Uh, <laughs> I know we live in a society. I know we live in a society where we're, we're centered around money. We need money. It's a cash flow. But it just seems like nowadays when we're doing something, it's not for the right reason. It's for the green. It's for the cash, you know? You don't want to do this. What am I getting out of it? Is it money? No, it's a life lesson? Ugh, I don't want that. Life lessons are gross. Uh, but nowadays it just seems like we're, we're focused on the money. So uh, I have a personal story about this and distractions, uh, and it took place in here. So one Sunday morning, I was running on, I think, three or four hours of sleep. It was beautiful. It was amazing. You should walk around the world with three hours of sleep. It's unbelievable. It's a whole new place. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I bundle up my jacket. I come in here, and my brother's talking to me about something. I don't even know what he's saying. Something about blues game or something, maybe. But he's talking to me. Uh, I have my jacket in my hands. I'm not in the right mind. I'm in the tired mind. And uh, my mind is just thinking, I got to put my jacket somewhere. It's got to go somewhere. Please set this down somewhere. So if you look in front of you, there's a little section to hold your Bibles. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a good idea to shove my jacket in that. So, uh, <laughs> so what I did was while Jacob was calmly explaining something to me, I shove it inside that little slot and it just pff, breaks. It falls off completely and it makes a huge noise. I'm like, oh my goodness. And I fix it real quick. I put it back up and make it balance in the screws. It's not tight. If anybody touched it, it would fall off. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and now, if you look, if you look over there, literally, there are bolts in the section that I tore off because <laughs> I broke it, because I wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. I was trying to do two things at once, and it wasn't working. So that's just my little distraction story. Um, but, but is this a modern thing? Is this something that happens only now? Or is this something that's happened for a while? Have people been distracted by things uh, longer than just today? Well, I don't have a quote on this, but I, I, read, I read a story about this. Um, when the first portable devices started coming out, um, people were going crazy. People thought people would be ran over in the streets. People thought that they would be hitting stuff all the time. Uh, and this wasn't the cell phone they, they were talking about. This was the Sony Walkman. Who remembers one of those? Those things with the big old clinky buttons. Yeah, people thought other people were going to hit each other and mess up 
fallen holes from the Sony Walkman. Are you kidding me? They should look at now when you're texting on your phone like this and you're bending down, you ain't, you're not even looking. You can look around with the Sony Walkman. I just thought that was crazy that we're still distracted today. I just wanted to point out that this is, this is far beyond even time itself. This is from the beginning. We've been distracted from the very beginning. And I'm pulling up my first verse here, which is Genesis 3, verses 1 through 7. If you don't have a Bible, you can easily go on the app on your phone. That's a free Bible. That's super cool. But we also have little Bibles in this little section right here. If you want it, you can have it. I asked Kyle. He says you could totally take it. So take 20 if you need them. Uh, but if you're using the Red Bible, uh, I looked it up. It's page three. So good luck finding it. <laughs> and oh, yeah, I'm going to read it from my Bible. I brought my Bible, pastor points. <laughs> All right. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it or you will die. You surely will not die, said the serpent to the woman, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good from evil. When the woman saw the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some of it and she ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Water break. So, this is literally like two or three days after they were created, right? Like, <laughs> unbelievable. We're already distracted by things. One little snake. It took one little push for Adam and Eve to, to be distracted from what God wanted from them, you know? Adam and Eve were living the perfect life, literally. They, hadn't, they couldn't even comprehend what sin was, but yet they still had that little push of, oh, but if I know, then that'd be better, wouldn't it? They chased after their own desire, and it, it led them down a path. It was the fall of man, and we're here now. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to point that verse out because it's happened from the beginning, literally. The creation of the earth, it happened. Uh, so the second verse that I want to pull out is Ecclesiastes 2, verses 10 and 11. And if you're still using the Red Bible, uh, page 659, and I will read that. I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my work, and this was the reward for all my labor. Yet I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve. 
Everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. Now, I just want to give you some context for Ecclesiastes, which is my favorite book in the Bible, by the way. So if you haven't read it, you totally should. Uh, It takes about like 30 minutes to read the entire thing through. It's like 12 chapters. Super cool. Uh, But... The thing with this is that it's a, it's a student listening to a teacher, and the student's writing down this lecture that this teacher is talking about. And the teacher is described to be a king or someone in royalty, someone who has it all, basically. And what's interesting about this is that when, when he says, I denied myself of nothing my eyes desired, back then that was literally anything. For a king, you could have anything. Now, the greatest desire might have been a cup of tap water that wasn't poisoned, but the fact that he could, like, ask for that on demand and get it, that's incre- That's crazy. That's like having a blank check nowadays. It's just being able to have anything, and yet it was all meaningless. Now, I want to I center on that word, pull that up, meaningless. Um, I don't know if you know this, but the Bible did not start off in English. Uh, (laughs) The Old Testament started off in Hebrew, and the New Testament started off in Greek. And the, the word for meaningless was a little bit different. It's translated differently to what it is. It's supposed to mean worthless, but here's the Hebrew word. Go ahead, pull it up, Mark. Yeah, there it is. Uh, <laughs> I can't read Hebrew. Uh, I know you're supposed to read right from left. It's like he is some, I took like a, a week of Hebrew at Mid-America. So uh, that's he something. Uh, but I do have the English translation. Go ahead and pull it up. Yep. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, hevel. Hevel. I love this word hevel. It, it brings so much weight to this scripture and the entirety of Ecclesiastes. So hevel, uh, translated back into English, means worthless or meaningless, just like the Bible says. But it also translates to the word vapor or smoke. And this is so cool. I love this because this teacher is trying to say that our goals are like vapor, are like smoke. When we, we see it, it's physical. It's physically present when we look at it. We can look at smoke and vapor, and we can go for it. We can say it's right there, and we can head towards it. But then once we reach out, once we try to grab it, we can't. It slips right through our hands. And that's a lot like our lives nowadays. We focus on something that isn't really God-focused, that isn't really Christ-centered, and we try to reach for it, and then it just slips out of our hands. And we're like, why did you do that? Come on. It's because it was hevel. It was vapor. It was smoke. It was there to trick you from the beginning. So a lot of our goals may be hevel. Why are you doing something? What is the purpose of this? Can you find God in that? Uh, This last verse that I want to do is John 2, uh, verses 13 through 16. Um, This is a pretty popular verse. This is pretty cool. Uh, This is when Jesus uh, roasts 
the temple and throws things everywhere. So I'm going to read this. When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found men selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and others sitting at the tables exchanging money. So he made a whip out of cords and drove all from the temple area, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. To those who sold doves, he said, get those out of here. How dare you turn my father's house into a market? <sighs> Jesus was pretty mad about that. <laughs> uh, why was he mad about that, though? You know, why was he so angry? Well, give you some context for what was going on. Why would they sell sheep in, like, it's like they're selling sheep in the foyer right now. I don't think that's happening nowadays. Um, but the reason why they did that was because back then, uh, you sacrificed animals to cleanse your sins. That was... That was what you did back then. So it wasn't uncommon to have those people selling animals in the temple area because what if, what if your sheep died because you didn't feed it right? Or what if you just didn't have any sheep? Or what if it wasn't good enough to sacrifice? Well, we got you covered because we have an animal market literally in the temple. Cool. Um, <laughs> but Jesus was enraged by this. He hated it. And the reason why was because the point of it wasn't to cleanse your sins anymore. It was to make money. They weren't trying to help the people with their sacrificial animals. They were trying to make a quick buck. And Jesus caught on to that. But to the people that were in the temple, they were doing nothing wrong. They, they thought this was normal. They thought they were helping a chum out. You know, I'm helping somebody by giving them a lamb, by giving them this. They need this right now. So what's wrong with this, Jesus? It's because they got distracted from the whole point of it. They weren't there to give people animals so that they could cleanse their sins. They were there to make a quick buck. And they lost sight of that. Even though they thought what they were doing was right, it was wrong. It was not even close to what they were supposed to do. So, we aren't the only ones distracted. We aren't the only generation that's being distracted in this time. Uh, but this is a new year. It's 2020. That's a whole new decade. So this is a good time to restart, to figure out what do you, what do you want to do this year? You know, what's your New Year's res resolution? Resolution, there we go. New Year's resolution, what is that? Um, and I think if you, if you stick to some of these guidelines that I have for you, that I think, I think will be good. So first off, I have this one, schedule time for him. This is super important. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but there used to be this thing called the Sabbath day. Um, back then, uh, we think of it now as, oh, some time off to think about God, do whatever. Back then, it was a whole entire cultural thing. Everything was shut down. Nobody was working. Nobody was eating. Nobody was walking. People didn't walk on the Sabbath because they wanted to spend that time 
with God. Now, I know that's probably not possible nowadays. Uh, I need to walk to get here, so that's probably not happening now, but 10 minutes at most, maybe in the morning, maybe at night before you go to bed, maybe before dinner, maybe after lunch, I don't know. I'm just, I know I'm a huge, I'm a firm believer on Sunday lunch after church is out. I love lunch after church, and I don't want to give that up, but I can give up 10 minutes every day, at least. I think that's good. Um, Number two, put him in our distractions. What does that mean? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, (laughs) It means, how can we make our hevel a little more physical? Because distractions are going to come. Sorry, welcome to the world. Distractions are going to happen. But how can we help those distractions lead more to God? How can we do that? Uh, A little mini example, I can just give like a little example and then you can just stick this into whatever your life situation is. I've been doing this with movies recently, which is super cool. Uh, I was watching the Polar Express uh, and there's the conductor the Santa Claus, and the homeless man. And I don't know if you know this, but all three of them were played by Tom Hanks. <gasps> what? What does that remind you of? The Holy Trinity, maybe? What? Crazy. So now, <laughs> so now whenever I watch the Polar Express, I think of the Holy Trinity. I'm reminded of that. Is, my, is me watching the Polar Express a distraction from God? Yeah, but I'm still reminded of them. I know about them. Now, huge disclaimer, by the way. When you are watching the home, uh, the whatever it is, the Polar Express, and you're looking at them, and the homeless man becomes Mr. Scrooge, do not put that into the Holy Trinity because the Holy Spirit is not going to get a puppet that looks like Mr. Scrooge and start telling you things like go kick a fern or something. He's not going to do that. Apply it to where it fits, you know? I don't think it's a problem at all that now when I watch the Polar Express, I think of God in the back of my head. I think that's awesome. Um, third thing is to get something out of reading Scripture. Guys, I know, the Bible's kind of boring sometimes. I get it. I understand that completely. I've read through Psalms, and it's kind of boring sometimes. Not going to lie. All 100 and whatever, I, I've checked out after chapter 5. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's tedious sometimes to read all this scripture, but if you sit down and have the mindset of, wow, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn something from this. I'm going to gain information from this. I want the Holy Spirit to tell me what to do from this. You'll learn a lot. You'll get a lot out of the Holy Scripture. Um, well, that's actually it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm going to do, uh, do an ending prayer. Uh, this is my secret single signal to for Tim and them to come up. <laughs> totally don't know about it, but you didn't know. Um, you get released early, so happy, happy Christmas. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm going to end in prayer, so here we go. God, thank you so much for everything you've done. 
and thank you for this beautiful day. Let what I've said and what was done today impact the hearts of those. Let us go today and truly know who you are and truly know your love. We love you, God. In God's name, amen. Amen. amen.